Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Danielle Rodeutchen and welcome to the ASOS podcast, My Big Idea. I'm here in the London offices of ASOS to talk to independent visual arts curator and consultant Neve White. Previously a curator at Show Studio, Neve founded her self-titled contemporary art company last year. She and her partner have also developed an initiative that commissions contemporary artists to renovate mental health wards in NHS hospitals, which is what I want to talk to her about today. Here's Neve's big idea. Hi, Neve. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> How's it going? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming in to ASOS on what is apparently the most miserable day of the year. Um, <laughs> So you're here today to talk to us about an idea you had um, to work with the NHS around um, helping people through art in hospitals. But I wanted to talk to you a bit first about um, what you do and how you did it before we went go on to talk about that. So I was just wondering if you could tell us a bit about your career so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm currently a freelance art curator um, and I've been doing that for about six months um, but prior to that, I worked in various different galleries, um, kind of building up my contacts and learning about the industry as a whole. Um, I studied at Goldsmiths. I did history of art. Um, and after university, I decided to travel um, and I spent a year in Melbourne. Um, and that worked really well for me because it meant that I didn't leap into the first job um, that came up and it meant I had a little bit of time to experiment on independent projects that you know really sometimes worked sometimes didn't um, but at least uh, gave me the opportunity to work with different artists and musicians and different kind of things and then um, when I came back to London I thought it was time to get serious so um, I got a job with Hauser & Worth which is a really big commercial gallery in London and New York and and what was the job I started off as the receptionist um, and did you just apply on spec and so actually I applied for an internship and I was incredibly lucky because after three weeks this job came up and so you know I took it um, and it was a really good experience because um, the gallery is you know, it's one of the best in the world um, and it's huge and the list of artists is incredible. So um, I got to work on some really exciting projects at a support level, um, but actually seeing how those things worked was really, really useful and I've taken that with me, you know, as, as my career's gone on. So what happened? So what was the next step? How long were you there? So I was there for two years. Um, what was the main thing that you think you learned from working there? I think it was the standards that they impose. You know, every small thing has to be absolutely perfect and every client is treated with the utmost respect and every artist's vision is, um, 
you know, adhered to as closely as is possible. And they have the resources to do that. So it's an amazing environment. Um, and I had the opportunity to work on quite big projects like Christoph Buchel's community center that was in Piccadilly. Um, and so... And what was it um, that made you think it was time to sort of move on and do something else? So I've always been quite ambitious and quite... Um, you know, you, you want to, to grow as much as you can. And this opportunity came up at Show Studio, which is much... Can I just ask at this point, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do as a career at this point? Or were you just kind of, did you just think, oh, I've just got an interest in art and I want to kind of pursue it? Or did you have a very clear cut idea of what you wanted to do? I think when I started at Hauser & Worth, I didn't actually know what jobs there were in galleries and in museums. And that is, was another really good thing about it because... It enabled me to see that there are artist liaison jobs which work predominantly on projects and there are sales directors who work predominantly with selling artwork um, and then there are obviously the directors and the owners of the gallery that direct the vision and, and what um, projects you do do and how the company grows. So having that insight was massively important. Um, but I always had... Um, an idea that I wanted to have my own creative practice and probably that would be through curating which is making your own exhibitions mm. so you're not actually an artist you're much more theory based, history based looking at how you can activate artworks put different things together um, and make it accessible to an audience basically Okay, so tell me about the when you went on to show studio what you were saying before I interrupted you No, so um it was an assistant director job at Show Studio. Um, and again, did you just apply, did you just see the job and apply, or did you have a contact there? So I was actually told about the job by another artist who had worked in the gallery before. So that's why it's really good to kind of definitely be speaking to everyone you know and kind of keeping up to date with what's happening in the galleries surrounding you and all of this kind of thing. There are definitely communities, um, and the job was advertised as well. So I contacted the director of the gallery, Carrie Scott, who has gone on to be a really close friend and um, mentor, really, um, and, you know, applied with my CV. Can you tell, um, can you explain a bit about what Show Studio is for people who might not know it? Yeah, of course. So Show Studio is predominantly a fashion film website, um, and it's set up by Nick Knight, who saw the internet as a platform for moving image in fashion. And then alongside that, we had a physical space. So my job was to create exhibitions that were really interdisciplinary, usually theme-based. So um, we would actually be showing garments and contemporary art alongside one another. And it was really fun, you know, fun way to approach exhibition making because it's really accessible. Um, visually, we always went for things that were quite spectacular. Um, so I think people really like to come and visit us. Hmm. Is it true that like Kate Moss just drops in on a regular basis? Yes, mate. <laughs> you know, the first <laughs> time that happens, because nearly... photo- Nick Knight photographs a lot of those. Yes, kind of, absolutely. He does fashion shoots as well, right? Yes, he, and we have the Daylight Studio in uh, at Show Studio where the gallery was. So, you know, Erin O'Connor might swan through, no you know, these beautiful, amazing women coming in. Um, well, you just like, hi. <laughs> yes, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I mean... But it's also like super hard work there, I imagine. Super demanding, really long hours, juggling multiple projects with really demanding people all of the time, but in a really good way because you learn so, how was so it different quickly. to where you were before that? Because it was so much smaller. Yeah. So Hauser and Worth, you have your kind of defined role and that's what you have to do. Whereas Show Studio, you know, it's suddenly this huge opportunity where Nick Knight will listen to your idea and then suddenly you might be able to do it you know it, it, it was much less structured in that way it's a huge opportunity for for doing things that you kind of just want to do creatively um so in terms of internships and things like this it's one of those really wonderful places where you're not making the tea you're kind of getting really stuck in because you have to you know everyone's a really valued member of the team so it's a really fun place you know really wonderful and how long are you there Four years. Four years, wow. Yeah. And how did your role develop during the time you were there? So it changed quite considerably. I started as assistant director, went to associate director, and then I asked to make the change to go to curator of exhibitions so that I could focus really solely on making spaces, working with artists, developing ideas for exhibitions. Um, and I really loved doing that. And then you obviously left there last year because you wanted to go and set up your own company yes. so tell me a bit about that um so it was a big leap to take from the relative security of being in a job that you really like and you feel challenged in and everything else but at the same time I knew I always had this urge that I wanted to branch out on my own develop my own projects so I decided that was what I was going to do um I guess it was at a moment where I felt um you know I could I have to try. You and know. what is it you felt that you wanted to do with your company? Did you did you think straight away, I know this is what I want to do, I'm going to sell contemporary art, or did you think, what, where, could you try and find where there was a gap in the market? Were you a bit strategic about it? So I, in a way, it kind of grew organically because I buy a lot of contemporary art anyway, and I always have since I started at Hauser & Worth and maybe even a little bit before, starting off with really affordable limited edition works and then going on to buy original paintings that might be by recent graduates or young artists and my consultancy developed because my friends really liked the artwork that I had and were interested to buy things as well so I started selling work not necessarily because I'm really good at selling or because you know um, I had that business mind as such mm. but just because the opportunity arose mm. and maybe that's partly what gave me the confidence to leave show studio because I had a revenue stream that could support my so other creative practice the revenue was coming through selling yeah art. exactly so you take a commission was that to start a company though um I mean, at the moment my overheads are tiny so right. it's enough to keep me going um I you know I don't have an office or things like that so how do you even go about making business plan that kind of thing did you, did you, so you find just, someone to help you did you google it I google I did a lot of googling and a lot of youtubing and a lot of asking people that you know I'm close to or, or I know who could guide me in the right direction um so all of that you know you have to do it for the first time once and it's really hard you know what was the hardest thing about doing all that what was the thing you found most challenging I think it was um, switching switching my thinking from being like a creative, curatorial, you know, ideas-based person to structuring everything in a way that could work for a business. 
I mean, that was really fun as well because it, you, it makes you think more practically. It makes you think um, in a different way. And also there's that kind of survival instinct because you think, I, I have to make this work. Um, so... I guess it was that and also changing my language a little bit so it was a much more business orientated um, and I had help from friends and family to do that and I'm still learning, you know. So it's been going quite well because I, um, I know you've done quite a few exhibitions last year and you have um, a growing roster yes. of artists on your books. Um, but what I wanted to talk to you about specifically was this um, project you've been working on with your partner, um, do you want to talk? Do you yeah, want, why yeah, don't you yeah. introduce it and tell us a bit about what it is? Yeah, so basically um, it's it's a project that we've been working on for about a year now and it's called Hospital Rooms. Um, it's co-founded by myself and artist Tim A. Shaw. And basically we commission artists to refurbish mental health units in NHS hospitals. Okay, so how did the idea for this come about? So the idea actually came from... Um, both of us having people that are close to us and friends that had difficulty with their mental health at one stage or another and visiting them in specialist units that we found to be quite difficult to be in especially being the rooms they were in were quite gloomy yes exactly yeah so the wards and the units were um you know Especially for people who are visual or who are artists or in the creative industries anyway, and I'm sure it still applies to, to everyone, the, the environments were really difficult, really clinical, really sterile. Um, and it was even quite distressing for us to think of our close friends and um, of being in that environment, particularly when they were in such a vulnerable state. So your idea that you had with your boyfriend was to um, help people who are in these hospitals by making their the spaces that they in, that they're in more pleasant to be in yes. um, by decorating them with art yeah, that exactly. you would provide yeah um, so how did you what were the first steps from making this taking this idea from a concept to a real, reality so lots of research first of all so research exists to show that therapeutic environments can be really good for your physical health so they can do things Was that like research you did yourself yeah or did you commission it research we did ourselves you know um, yeah (laughs) more internet-based research so you know it can lower blood pressure it can reduce your hospital stay reduce your need for pain medication you know practical things that can have an impact on but there's not a great deal of research into the effects of mental health um so lots of research to see what's already happened and then lots of talking to to people who are kind of more on the clinical side of things say consultant psychiatrists and um people who are actually in the medical profession and so then we developed this idea that we could we could have contemporary artists make artwork that is completely compliant to NHS regulation so it'll be completely safe secure hygienic no ligature points no no um all um fixtures are recessed all of these kind of points that it would adhere to and make it safe for people who are kind of so high you risk came up with all of that before present did you then go and present it to the nhs or yes exactly so then we found you know we were then emailing people to see if we could get any interest um and we 
um, then ended up speaking with Dr. Emma Witcher at um, Springfield University Hospital in Tooting. And she is, you know, really forward thinking. She saw us, um, you know, straight away. How did you get a meeting with her? Did, or how did you even know about her? Did you? So yeah. again, it was through links and links and links. So, um, we met with one of the non-executive directors of the board who then liked the idea, who then connected us with her. So it was okay. a really long process. I mean, when I say we've been working on it for a year, you know, in a way, part of that is finding the right person to to pitch to, if you see what I mean. And then once we'd met with Emma, it was then about her finding the right space that we could work on. So what's the first hospital that you are doing this? So we are working at Springfield University Hospital. And has it already started, the project? It's starting now. So they've allocated us um, the Phoenix unit, which is a residential ward for people who have schizophrenia. It's a residential secure unit. So people basically live there and they spend on average between one and a half and three years um, and they're quite severe cases um, so now it's a case of bringing each of the artists to the unit so look so who are the artists you've got already so we've got this fantastic roster and half of them are kind of world-class you know um, really famous well-known contemporary artists and half of them are emerging you know mm-hmm. um, maybe three four years out of university so who, who we got give me some names so we've got the Turner Prize winners from 2015 Assemble so they're a collective of artists architects and designers who work predominantly on social projects so they have the capability to do things like make furniture that's completely compliant but that might also be really beautiful or allow some kind of activity to happen um, then we've got Gavin Turk who was one of the original young British artists very prominent um, in this country and abroad and again is very socially engaged Nick Knight who I worked with really closely at Show Studio and we're delighted to have on board fantastic photographer and he is um, giving us these two really, really beautiful images to include so within the installation. So these artists are donating their work, essentially. So to a point, they are commissioned. So we ask the artists to take on a room and approach it in a really holistic fashion. So there's also evidence to say that if you're in a kind of homely setting or a domestic setting, it's quite nice and, and beneficial. And so we want the installations to be not just a picture on the wall, if you see what I mean. It has to be something that that's going to stay there and that makes a difference to the entire environment so is this so are they for perm are they meant to be there permanently these works yes yeah. basically so um we we've the the project is based on um allowing a platform for research as well so by the end of this year we should be able to show what the effects of the artworks have been and at that point if if it is shown to be positive then we'll you know the artworks will stay amazing and there's the plan to roll it out to other hospitals yes eventually. absolutely yeah. so this is our first one but we are really really keen to start um working with other hospitals um across the country really i mean the ideal aim would be to make this a standard practice you know that that environments aren't sterile and clinical but they're domestic and homely and warm and you know somewhere that provides someone with the best possible opportunity for recovery you know that's the the goal sounds amazing (laughs) well (laughs) 
And how do you think that's tying into the rest of, of your work? Um, does, does, the two, does that kind of feed into what you do in your company or are they completely separate? No, I think everything kind of feeds into one another and helps one another and also informs the way that you think about, you know, how you develop the company and what direction you want to take it in. I think ideally, at one point, we would like to register hospital rooms as a charity. So that means that funding um, will become hopefully easier um, so that we could start looking at corporate funding and companies donating to us. Um, Because at this point, we're all through grants and funding bodies. Um, And then I suppose the other projects that I do all have a social element. So I've just started an art prize with a law firm and... All of the artists who have been shortlisted receive pro bono legal advice and there's a monetary prize every six months of £5,000. So that's about supporting artists. Um, So it's kind of all about how to integrate these kind of social ideas into a commercial setting as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's about kind of watching it grow. What do you... So finally, just before we um, say goodbye to you, what do you think are the most useful things that you have learned since doing this like your company in particular but also um, the the thing you're doing with the NHS um, what do you think are the qualities that have kind of enabled you to do this it's really um, quite impressive in such a short short space of time as well I think it's about knowing what your strengths are and being able to see strengths in other people and then allocating the jobs accordingly so I'm good at kind of getting things off the ground and really pushing in terms of you know, to the point of bothering someone to, to the point where we're meeting, you know, and then getting things like press off the ground and getting people to know about what we're doing um, and also making people agree to work with us. Then, say, Tim's really good at hands-on things, so he'll be really um, instrumental in making things safe and building things and, you know, being able to reassure the hospital and the patients that these are really safe, that, you know, they really are safe and secure and um, compliant to everything that we need to do whilst having that creative vision of an artist. Then the artists that we've chosen, they all have their own sensitivity to things, you know, so some will be image-based and they'll use colour theory to find ways of being therapeutic and others it will be object-based and craft-based. Um, and then also things like the occupational therapists there are fantastic, you know, learning from them and asking them all of these questions and seeing how, how their strengths can play into what we're doing and make it better. So I think it's about kind of, it's like a web of linking everybody up and, and getting it all off the ground. But it's challenging. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all sounds amazing. Um, and good luck. I hope it goes um, really well. Thank you. Thank you so and much thanks for having so me. Thanks so much for coming in and talking to us. You're welcome. So that was Neve White talking about her big idea. Tune in next week to hear the next My Big Idea and check out previous episodes on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Bye!